This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Bottom of the hour, Michael Bumpus joining us. Let's go to Rick in Twin Lakes. Hey, Rick. Hey, good morning, John. Morning. It was quite the games we had on last week. Oh, phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Yeah, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And, um, Doesn't get uh, any better than that. Oh, no, and unlike the way the network had them set up, uh, none of them was on at the same time. Mm-hmm. They didn't compete against each other. Their ratings must have been through the roof. Oh, the record ratings total. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, that was a great setup on that. Mm-hmm. And um, you were correct about the AFC having the, uh, the young guns at quarterback. Oh. A lot of the quarterbacks in the NFC, the ones that they drafted, didn't quite pan out the no. way they thought they was going to be. Um, the the kid in Chicago golf and of course that guy in uh, in the Washington Redskin football team I can think was out of Ohio State yeah you're talking about Dwayne kind of Haskins lazy, wouldn't show yeah. up uh, had a bad attitude I mean you yeah, don't need yeah. that man I mean no, so no. The AFC their quarterback seemed to uh, pan out a lot better their future seems really really bright mm-hmm, mm-hmm. agreed and um and looking at um, and, and honestly uh, we've never seen a saturation of young quarterbacks, 26 years old or younger, that's this talented, this good at any time that I can ever remember. I mean, we can talk about, you know, going back to 83 with Elway and Marino and stuff like that. But we've got, there's nine quarterbacks. And they're so well coached. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, they don't just stand there and stare down a receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like veterans. They'll look one way and throw the other. Um, you know, they keep the, the defense off balance. And they're, right. for the most part, they're mobile. Mm-hmm. You know they they know how to use uh, the talent that they have around them. Uh, so and I like the kid Burrow. Uh, he was having a good year last year and he got hurt. Right. And uh, and I know he had been sacked so many times. Uh, I thought sure they was going to go offensive line to get him some help, but anyway they got him help in another way. They got his um, his college receiver. Uh-huh. And he seemed to have uh, they're clicking like. Uh, Montana and, and Rice, you know, uh-huh. they they read each other just right, you know. Uh, but looking at this weekend's game, um, both of the underdog teams have beaten the favorite in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati has beaten uh, Kansas City, and of course um, the uh, 49ers beat the Rams twice. Right, right. Uh, and people were talking about how come the uh, 49ers can't handle, how come the Seahawks can't handle. Um, uh, the the Rams defensive line the way uh, you know the way Forty uh, ers do well the Forty ers have a, a line that they don't have very many weaknesses but the weakness Seahawks have weaknesses all through their line they have a, yeah, yeah. they always have one or two holes um, the guy Jackson he's he's really big big as a house I mean he fills up the whole door when he walks through but he needs to drop about twenty twenty five pounds and make him uh, so he can uh, uh, hit the guy and then go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but and of course, uh, center uh, needs to be improved. Um, and of course, you had a, a a rookie guard, and you moved him from the right side to the left side, and that seemed to kind of mess him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you had a right tackle who can't seem to uh, stay healthy. Right. Uh, at both seasons that he's been here, he's I see him standing there, and then somebody rolled into his leg yeah. and hurt his ankle. I'm like, gee, man, keep your head on the swivel, dude. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, uh, yeah. So uh, the playoffs look good. I think uh, I'm enjoying the season, uh, this playoff season. I, I think it's uh, I think it can get better. Now there were some mistakes uh, coaching wise. 
um, that everybody has gone over. Mm -hmm. I won't repeat them. But um, the thing that I'm looking forward to is um, the wife and I are both retired now. Okay. And um, we're going to go down to Arizona. We're going to check out spring training. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, tickets to right now. There's no spring training, but that's okay. Well, no, right now, not right now. They got a work stoppage. Hopefully, they'll they'll work it out. But we, I I got insurance on the tickets. Okay, got it. So if they don't play, I won't lose. uh, I won't lose my money. And of course, they got a lot to do in Arizona. Yeah. And the main thing is uh, Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, I'm in photography, so I'm going to take some uh, night photographs and hit a few lakes and. you know, just uh, get away for a while. Then, that sounds fantastic. And of course, I got a I got an RV, so I'm gonna yeah. drag my RV down there. I'm not have to worry about staying in a hotel or being around a whole bunch of people with with COVID. You know, mm-hmm. so I'll be mm-hmm. uh, in the fresh air and stuff like that. Nice, but, nice. But but the main thing, I'm looking forward to uh, to the young ball players. Uh, Mariners had a good season last year, and uh, you know they, we're supposed to have a pretty good farm system. I like to see the the new guys that they're thinking about uh, bringing up. And of course, we've got Kelnick and and all the regular guys, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Lewis, maybe he'll come back and have a bounce back season because right. of his injuries. But yeah, but anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Got it. that uh, I enjoyed great. your callers. Um, there's a lot of passion there. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of knowledge. You know, you got a few boneheads, but mm-hmm. be be patient with them. Uh, okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, I try. Hey, th- have a- thank you so much. All right, take care, John. All right, let's go to Rich in Monroe. Hey, Rich. Hey, John. How's it going? Uh, okay. I'm not feeling good, but... Yeah, same here, same here. Hey, I got a a couple questions for you. Uh, The first one is, who do you think that the Seahawks are going to go for first as far as in the draft? What position do you think that they're... Offensive line. Tackle. Offensive line first. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because, I mean, they'll have a high second... I mean, a good second-round pick, and with that good second-round pick, there'll be some offensive linemen there. So I can see them doing something like that. Yeah, because I know, I mean, I know they need help in the line. Yeah. They need help in the secondary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was just wondering what their their priority would be. Uh, offensive line, because they need more than one offensive lineman. I mean, technically, gotcha. they have three free agents. I mean, Posick's a free agent, and, you know, Brandon Shell's a free agent. Dwayne Brown's a free agent. And, uh, you know, so they, they, they need to do that. And they, you know, need to get a little younger on the offensive line. So I, I think offensive line's the main one. But again, you know, they can they can go cornerback. You know, I don't know about a running back or anything else. But uh, still, they're going to be in a position to get something. Yeah. Speaking of running backs, that was the second part to my yeah. question. I know Carson's their guy, but he seems to be getting hurt. So yeah. they really need. I'm just wondering. I mean, I. I because you were talking about the price range for yeah. Penny, uh, do you think we're going to be able to keep him? Why not? I don't see why not. I mean, even okay. if it costs, uh, you know, they paid Carson five point two million a year, two-year contract, yeah. and uh, you know, you can you might be able to get Penny for a little bit less. Because you know, remember, it's like uh, you know, who's going to be bidding for him much in free agency? You know, considering his injury history and everything else. So right. So again, it's. Like, you know, Mel, Mel, because again, I mean, Melvin Gordon, he, you know, he made eight million a year two years ago. Uh, he, he's right now scheduled uh, as a free agent, but he'll make six or less. I mean, you've got John, you got uh, James Connor, 
in Arizona. Uh, you've got uh, the other running back. You know, they're going to be $5 million entities. I mean, you might be able to get Penny for less, but again, I mean, it's not like Penny's going to break the bank. Right. Do you know if he wants to stay here? I don't. I can't imagine him not. I mean, he's, my, he's my, one of my neighbors, so it's like, why would he want to leave? Uh, <laughs> that's I mean, good. I mean, I was sincerely impressed yeah. with how he turned out at the end of the season. I don't know if that had a lot to do with uh, the veteran coming here and talking Adrian with Peterson, him yeah. or, or if he just, just happened. It just seemed kind of a coincidence. Mm-hmm. No, he did great. So, yeah, I think that, uh, and I think he's happy here. I think he likes it here. Certainly, uh, he, he did well at the end of the season. And so it's like, uh, you know, I think that if all things work out, he should be back. But, you know, like anything else, it's free agency. You just don't know for sure. Yeah, because if he runs like he did like that yeah. all year long, mm-hmm. we're going to be unstoppable. I, I really think so, because if we get that ground game going, yeah. play, then it opens up play action. Mm-hmm. And that's where Russell's phenomenal at. And it opens up the the long ball as well as an option. Right, it just right. and, and if and if, if 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 Carson and him stay somewhat healthy, yeah, I, I, it's going to be good year next year. Yeah, I think it will be. And again, it's like they and remember they've got more cap room than they've ever had. So it's like uh, you know they can they can get some players. I mean they're not going to overspend, but I think they can you know, can certainly add a lot to the roster. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jay in Preston. Hey, Jay. Hey, how are you this morning, John? Not good. Not feeling oh, good. Sorry, man. I, I knew that. That's you know that's just a, a standard thing. Hey, I've got a question about your thoughts on Bobby Wagner and maybe yeah. in general. And it's my belief that experience and knowledge and football IQ will overcome a lost step, mm-hmm. um, even in the NFL. And I also think your opinion is: is he worth paying just for what he brings to the locker room? I mean, yeah, never been in the locker room at that level, but I have been in. A leader and a positive can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, you know, and again, you know, it's like uh, I think that he'll be a good business person and figure out, you know, what kind of reduction he can take in his salary. Because, again, you know, if he gets cut from an $18 million a year contract, he's not getting that in free agency. Nobody's going to pay him $18 million at his age to go to another team. So it's like, uh, I mean, the smart thing for him to do is work something out and stay here. And he's so valuable here. He's a leader on the team. He's the leader of the defense. He still made the pro ball, still gets the tackles. I mean, you know, just work it out. Yeah, I, and, and thank you. Because that's kind of why I agree. And I know, I'm sure you probably answered that before. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't listen to you all the time. So uh-huh. hey, I just appreciate you taking your call and, uh, you know, get better. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Glenn in Lakewood. Hey, Glenn. Hey, good morning, John. Great good morning. to talk with you. Good talking to you. Hey, a uh, couple of questions looking back and a couple yeah. going forward. Um, what was your thought on how that Buffalo kickoff at the end of the Kansas City game should have 
should have been executed. Yeah, it should have been, you know, uh, either punched up. Uh, so it's you know you take some time off the clock as opposed to kick it in the end zone and you know give 13 seconds. But even 13 seconds, you should still be able to hold them. But again, it's like uh, they could have killed you know four or five seconds, which uh, you know could take away one play from what uh, you can you can see Patrick Mahomes doing. So you know I think that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, and I bet a lot of teams are going to learn from that. Yeah, when they're in that situation. Uh, in the future you would hope yeah for sure and then uh my next question kind of ties in with the last caller about the draft and the seahawks Mm -hmm. but uh, you've mentioned on occasion that there's going to be a lot more seniors coming out this year that were covid holdovers i think you said yeah normally there's around 700 and this year it'll be around 1100 yeah but uh has there been any discussion about the draft having more than seven rounds this year? No. Draft is seven Nothing rounds. No, no, no. Well, well no. hopefully there will be a, a lot of free agents out there, quality free oh, agents. Oh, yeah. That could be yeah, because, I mean, it wasn't a lot of undrafted free agents that were going to be that good this past year, but there's going to be so many more this year, you know, because of the college senior rule and the fact that, uh, you know, college seniors could have come back for a second year so no that's gonna that's really gonna stockpile things make this draft better and deeper and all those different things yeah yeah great yeah so thank you oh and and then uh my my last question is uh, what do you see in your crystal ball for sean payton's future uh tv tell me tv and uh just broadcasting right now at some point he may want to get back because uh, remember, I mean, the deal is that uh, you know his contract doesn't expire. He's under contract to the Saints for four more years, and he's making like uh, you know fifteen, sixteen million dollars a year. So he's making big uh-huh. money, but in the end, he's not going to collect any of it this year because he's not going to coach. And he'll do well in uh, the TV mm-hmm. deal, particularly from Fox. And so I think he'll take it year by year. But at least this year, he's going to be you know on TV doing the broadcasting, you know, going to the different games and, you know, being a color analyst, and I think he'll do well at it. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard. Has he already signed a contract? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. okay. No, again, yeah. he, I mean, just he just retired this week. So it's yeah, like, no. uh, and again, you know, what, what they're waiting for <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> Amazon is thinking of hiring Al Michaels and uh, Troy Aikman. And that the, the Aikman hiring would create the position that Peyton could end up getting. I see. I see. Yeah. So no, Great. it's in the early stages, but you know they've they've got plenty of time. I mean, last I checked, they're uh, they're not doing a you know a, a regular season broadcast till September, and they're not doing preseason games until uh, August. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks very much for your uh, insights, John. And most of all, thanks for toughing it out today and coming in to do the show. Your fans really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Uh, is it Chad in SeaTac? Oh, Jeff in SeaTac. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John. How you doing? Eh, okay, not good. <laughs> yeah, not doing too well. Sorry to hear that. I just wanted to um, talk about the whole DK Metcalf thing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when I, when I first, you know, read and heard about a couple of the trade rumors, you know, the first Ugh. thing I thought was, you know, no, absolutely not. You know, don't do that whatsoever. But 
you know, I got to thinking about it, and I know a couple of these teams, you know, in the draft, they have, you know, multiple picks in the first round, the Jets, the Giants, the uh-huh. Eagles. I know we probably couldn't get two firsts for them. But you I mean, can't it, get two firsts. No, you can't. I mean, and yeah. the teams you're talking about have wide receivers. So it's like was, they're I, not trading for a wide receiver. And if you trade yeah. Metcalf, you're breaking up one of the top uh, duos in football, as far as wide receivers, why would you do that? You want you want you want you want the team to suck? I mean, come on, man. Well, that leads to my next thing: is if we were to get some draft capital for him, no, stopping us from from from, from signing a guy like Chris Godwin or, or a big name wide receiver out there because he's property of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they're going to keep him. I mean, oh, okay. and he's coming off a he's coming off an ACL. Yeah. I mean, why 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 are you trying to be so cute about this when you've got, you know, probably one of the best young wide receivers in football and you want to give them up and you want to give them up to teams that already have wide receivers? That doesn't make any sense. You're not going to get a a top first round top 10 pick for DK Metcalf this year. The teams are not in the market for that. If they were, I mean, they can get one out as a receiver in the draft and not have to pay him that much. Okay. Well, one more question, John. How do you grade the uh, the head coaching acquisition for the for the Raiders? How do you like that one? I don't. I, I, I mean, it's like I'm not a big fan of Joshy Boy McDaniels, so it's like uh, yeah. I hope they don't go in that direction. But they're they're interviewing him today, and if somebody just uh, you know wrote online, it's like, and he's interviewing them today. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't like it. It's like, uh, but yeah. hey, they they can do what they want to do, but uh, you know I think they'll pay a price. Denver sure did. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Hey, thank you for thank the you phone. Guys. Okay, eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Coming up next, Michael Bumpus. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten Sports dot com. And joining us is Michael Bumpus, and uh, you know, Michael, what? I know that the, the the these odds are starting to thin a little bit, but do you think we can finally get away with some of these callers and some of these uh, fans who want to trade uh, DK Metcalf, trade Russell Wilson? You know, do this, do that. I mean, when when will they stop? Goodness gracious, you don't want to get rid of DK, who's the top 10 receiver. Yeah. You don't want to get rid of Russell when he's a when he's healthy, he's a top five quarterback. I mean, you cannot win in this league without a quarterback unless you're the 49ers with a great defense and a good special team. Right. They're, they're crazy, John. I'm with you. I mean, it's just, it drives me crazy because, like, you know, we just had the one caller, nice, nice guy, Jeff, or whatever, uh, and, you know, he comes back and he says, well, you know, they, they should try to see if they can work a deal up with like the Jets or some of you know the teams with the top ten pick to to get wide receivers. I mean, they two two things. One, if you have a top ten pick, you're going to go a couple different ways. I mean, these teams have receivers. They're not going to trade a high pick for a receiver. Number two, if they want a receiver, they'll take a receiver out of the draft. What are people thinking or not thinking? They're- they're, they're not thinking, John. They think the grass is greener on the other side for some reason. And honestly, you don't know what you got till it's gone. There's going to be a day mm-hmm. where Russell Wilson isn't here. Agreed. And things really start to rebuild. And people are going to be even more frustrated than they are now. Just hang in there. You have a great quarterback. 
you have a great receiver, some young talent. Go out there, spend some money. That's how you build this football team. Yeah, because again, it's like I mean, to, to be able to have, uh, like you know, he, the 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 caller brought up the idea. Well, why can't they go for Chris Godwin? Well, it's like Tampa Bay uh, has Godwin. Although he's you know Godwin's coming off the injury, but they have you know. One of the top two wide receiver duos in football with Godwin, who's making you know 15, uh, 17 million or whatever, or 15 million, and then you've got Mike Evans, who's making you know 17 million. You know, are you you're going to break up that tandem? And here, oh, let's break up the tandem. I mean, you've got uh, Tyler Lockett and you've got Metcalf, and at some point, Lockett's going to start getting older, and you're not going to necessarily have him. I mean, come on, people, wake up. Wake up. And, and you have two receivers who could have easily both gone over 1,000 yards this year. DK mm-hmm. struggled late in the season just because of scheme and Russell not getting him the football. You want to keep those guys together as long as possible. Not once this year, John, did I look at this offense and say, man, I wish we had better receivers. Yeah, yeah maybe you want a number three guy. I think D. Esker still has the potential to be that guy. Freddie Swain stepped in. There are other things that you can do to this football team to make them successful. Breaking up the band when it comes to Russ, DK, and Lockett is not the way to go. Yeah, because, again, it's like, okay, I mean, you talk about the offensive problems that this team had. Obviously, so much of it had to go with the injury that Russell su- uh, suffered coming back from the injury and all those different things. But now, if you, you, know, if you trade a uh, DK Metcalf, your offense is less talented. How do you get better with less talented? This is a player acquisition league, just like all leagues are. And so you want to add players, not subtract them. Yeah, John, I want to see the Hawks do some of what the Rams did, man. Mm -hmm. Go out and spend some money, get a couple names, and let's see what happens. People call them crazy for investing in Matthew Stafford. Then they go get Von Miller. They get Odell Beckham Jr. And they're like, well, they have to have success this year. Guess what? They are having success because – you're right. This is a player-driven league. It'd be nice to get into the draft and find the diamond in the rough and hope he develops. But with Russ being so late in his career, it's time to win right now. And going back to what we said, you want to win right now, you don't get rid of star talent. You add star talent to this roster. That's what I hope they do this offseason. No doubt about it. How do you think this offseason is going to go for the Seahawks? Oh, man, I think there's going to be a lot of drama surrounding Russell Wilson, obviously, because oh. people like the callers and the the national media are going to speculate a lot about what he wants to do. He's under contract. There's a no-trade clause. Unless something drastic happens, I expect him to be here. But I expect him to go out and really beef up that offensive line and defensive line and then go grab a corner. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the corner who's going to lock a side down. You don't have to be Richard Sherman. Right. You don't have to be something you're not. But you got to have a guy that you know is going to be there all year. He's going to be healthy, and he's going to be able to lock somebody down. DJ Reed's done a great job, but you need another guy. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, and of course, they've got to figure out a way and what to pay DJ Reed to try to keep him. He's a free agent. you got to keep DJ. you got Quandre out there as well. DK's going to want to get his money here pretty mm-hmm. soon. There are some decisions that need to be made, but they got money in the bank, John. You guess, know, yes. let's, let's see how they distribute it. $60, 70000000 million of cap room. I mean, you know, they've never had that amount of money before. Never. It, it reminds me when I got my first check in the NFL. I didn't know what to do, John. I'm, I got all this money. Yeah. Where am I going to spend it? Thankfully, my wife was around to, uh, <laughs> to spend it for you. Yeah. My money. Yeah. yeah, spend it for me. That's what the Hawks need to do, man. They need to spend it though. There's no, there's no use of, of taking that to the grave, man. Spend it right, right now. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Now, of course, um, you know the NFC right now is going through an interesting and scary transition. Scary, but helpful to Seattle. Like now, we know that Sean Payton is not going to be in New Orleans. That makes them weaker. 
Uh, yeah. Jason Locke and Flora just tweeted out that Tom Brady's going to make his decision very soon, whether he's going to retire or not retire. And if he's not there in Tampa, then Gronk's not coming back. And you wonder about Bruce Arians. And then how average will Tampa Bay be without Tom Brady? So that one's there. You've got Carolina, and of course I bring up all these teams because the Seahawks play the uh, NFC South. Carolina has Matt Rule, and uh, you know he's barely hanging on right now as the head coach. So you, you look at that, and then the Seahawks have the fourth-place schedule. So instead of taking on you know the Green Bay's or uh, you know, and of course Green Bay, you know they won't have Aaron Rodgers, so they're going to yeah. drop down. Minnesota and Chicago got coaching changes. And so, you know, with the fourth place schedule, they play Detroit, the Jets, and the, uh, you know, uh, we got one more team against the fourth place team, the Giants. And so it's like, those are all winnable games. Yeah, winnable games. Giants has a, a new OC, I mean, excuse me, head coach over mm-hmm. there, former OC at, at the Bills. You saw what he did with Josh Allen, it should be open. And here's the great thing about the NFC. There's all this movement going on around. You got Tom Brady coming back, Aaron Rodgers, um, all these other teams you just mentioned. If you win this division or you're competitive in this yeah. division, you have a chance to go all the way. We're seeing that now, right? You beat the 49ers twice. They're still in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. The Rams and everything they have going. The NFC West is still the division, the best division in football. So, yeah, there's movement going around. But if they can take care of home and take care of the West, man, they'll have a chance. How do you see that NFC title game going tomorrow between the Rams and the 49ers? Oh, John, this one's tough, man. It's tough because you look at the Rams and you see all the star power. Yeah. You see Matthew Stafford taking care of the football in the playoffs. You see Odell Beckham getting his second win of his career. Cam Akers is back, so the run game should be good. But I look at that 49ers defense, and they get after that quarterback. And we know. Matthew Stafford is great against pressure. I believe he was a, the best quarterback, one or two in the league, when it comes to uh, throwing into the blitz. Does a great job at that. But we also know that he will turn the football over in the red zone, especially, and just do something crazy that a veteran just doesn't do. Yeah. I think this is going to be the, the most competitive game of the weekend. I like the matchup on the other side, but I think the Chiefs are going to handle that. I look at this matchup, and I say it all comes down to the fourth quarter. How close is this game in the fourth quarter? If the Niners are down by 10 points in the fourth quarter, I think it's going to be the wrap, a wrap. The Niners have to keep it close because they don't have that big playability through the air to kind of catch up. The Rams do. So I think it's all contingent on how close is the game for the 49ers in the fourth. Yeah, no doubt. But it should be a good football game. What did you think of last week? Because it was probably the greatest weekend of football I can ever, ever remember. Man, it was amazing, John. It was my anniversary last week, so I'm, I'm, I'm around with the wife, but we're stopping to watch the game. Um, we're, we're at our hotel. We're doing an anniversary thing. But she understood. Even she was watching the game. She told me, she goes, how does Tom Brady make it, make it look so easy? She's asking all these questions. And I'm like, babe, this is the best weekend of football mm-hmm. I can remember. And this is what the NFL needed. It's not like the NFL is struggling when it comes to popularity. No. But in moments like this, you want your stars out there. You had Tom Brady. You had Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, all these big-name quarterbacks out there. And they put on a show. Then you have the rising stars. You got Josh Allen. Um, Putting the, going in with, with the, uh, against the Chiefs that make it the game. And then you have Joe Burrow on the other side, you know, the coolest guy in the league. This is just, it reminds people that the NFL is a factory. Just when you think these old guys are leaving, who's going to carry the torch, man? The old guys bounce back in Tom Brady. And then you got these young guys who are making it interesting, man. I think the football, I mean, the NFL is in a great place right now. Well, I've never seen an AFC or a conference 
that's loaded with so many quarterbacks that are young, Man. talented, and good than the AFC. Because I count out, there's nine quarterbacks, uh, 26 years or younger, and I'm not including Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, but there's nine quarterbacks that are you know former first round picks, uh, really talented guys. They're 26 or younger, and they're in one conference. And then to make things even crazier, you know, the the odds of Aaron Rodgers getting out of Green Bay, I think, are good. And where is he going to end up? He's going to end up in Denver. So now you've got 10 <laughs> quarterbacks that are loaded like that. I mean, that's more pl- that's more quarterbacks than playoff spots. Yeah, those guys can go ahead and leave and stay in the AFC, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's keep yeah. let's keep the energy the way it is. But that's great, man. That's great for football. And you know what, John? What I like about those quarterbacks that there are different type of quarterbacks. Remember back in the day where you had to be six six pocket passer, strong arm. And then guys started transitioning. Okay, I want the most mobile quarterback out there. Now we're seeing a mix of everything. The NFL is showing. Look, you can be successful in many different ways. You can be successful running the ball with your quarterback or just having a strong run game. You can be successful tossing the football around but you need a quarterback and you mentioned all those young guys mm-hmm. for the next eight to ten years we should be seeing some good football and some good development they're so young imagine when these guys are 30 31 years old in their football quarterback trying no doubt about it how do you sort out the kansas city cincinnati game uh it's going to be tough john i mean cincinnati yeah. excuse me kansas city the first team to host four consecutive conference championship games um, Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 at home, 23 touchdowns, one interception when it comes to playoffs. Uh, Joe Burrow saying, look, the SEC has stadiums way louder than I've seen in the NFL. He ain't been to Arrowhead Stadium yet, and no. it, it's going to be rocking in there. But this guy's so experienced, man. He's been to Ohio State. He was at LSU, won a national championship. He's been in these moments. So I think he can put up a fight. It's all about Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Like, Jamar Chase has to have 170 yards, a couple touchdowns. Mixon has to have... 120 yards on the touchdown. The stars for Cincinnati's have to shine bright because we've seen that, one, they've already beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, so we know the Chiefs are going to be ready to go, but they're not scared of the Chiefs, and I think that's the main thing. A lot of people walk into Arrowhead and see number 15 over there and say, oh, my gosh, here we go. Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are like, look, we already beat these guys, so it's going to mm-hmm. be a task. I expect it to be close, but honestly, I think, man, Pat Mahomes can't beat him. I think he does it again. Which will be amazing. That means he goes to three straight Super Bowls. Isn't that crazy? Four straight. Yeah, three straight. Yeah, three straight Super Bowls that he's now been. What well, this is his fourth uh, uh, NFC or AFC title game that he's been in. It's amazing. Yeah, he's a accomplished man. The kid isn't. Was he not even twenty six yet? Yeah, you know? twenty six. Or maybe he is, yeah. is twenty six years old. He's done everything. You know, he's won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, and he's still hungry. And the enemy and and uh, those guys over there are still finding ways to allow him to be himself. And I think that's what's key with Pat Mahomes. Uh, a lot of times in football, you try to make a guy fit a mold and say, this is not how you do it. Your arm angle needs to be here. Your feet need to be here. I think the Chiefs have found a way to kind of let Pat Mahomes be himself, but also get back to the fundamentals, man. His base has been so much better in the playoffs. I think that's what was jacking him, jacking, uh, jacking him up during the regular season. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch it, man. I, I'm, I really want to see that very first drive. How nervous are the Cincinnati Bengals, and can they go toe-to-toe with a giant in the NFL? No doubt about it. Uh, yeah, and that's – I mean, and then what's, what's interesting about Mahomes is that, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl last year, you know, he went through the same problem that Russell Wilson did with the cover two defense. But the one thing that Mahomes was able to do this year is that, uh, you know, he's become more patient – 
you know, is willing to take what's given to him as opposed to forcing things, and he's able to survive cover two defenses. Yeah, it's all about those checkdowns. I mean, you have talent over there. You have yeah. guys who can make something out of nothing. Even Travis Kelsey's not the fastest tight end out there, but you check it down to him, he can get 10 to 12 yards a yak. Of course, you got the Cheetah and Tyreek Hill as well. And what people don't talk about with the Chiefs, too, John, as of late, they've been running the heck out of the football, yeah, too, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they've, they've been taking some pressure. I believe they rushed for like 140 yards in their last game. That's not what we associate the Chiefs with is running the rock. So, yeah, with, combined with Pat Mahomes being mature and taking what that defense has given them and combining the run, eventually those guys got to fill that box up. He's going to be able to take two or three shots a game. You know, number 10, Tyreek Hill can get behind anybody. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they, they're so good with their run after the catch. And, you know, the yeah. Bengals aren't great at the cornerback position. And then the other thing is, can they protect Joe Burrow? He was sacked nine times this year, 51 times during the regular season. Yeah, if Joe Burrow is sacked nine times against the Chiefs, he's not he's no. not going to do the unthinkable and pull out a win again. No. I just don't think you can survive like that but how do you protect this guy you got to run the rock and he needs to get the football out of his hands early too he has i believe the number two receiver in the league when it comes to yards after catch Mm -hmm. in jamar chase so what do you do john you throw slants you throw screens you get it out early get this defense going east and west and allow joe to get into a nice little groove no doubt about it hey michael michael bumpus i thank you as always hope you're having a good off season so far Hey, John, appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Okay, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. Our thanks to Matt Nelson for producing the show. Our thanks to Matt Nelson for running the show. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Commando Dave. David, how are you? Hey, what's up, John Clayton, man? Listen, it's great to be back on the John Clayton Show, heading into conference championship Sunday, the NFL's Final Four. Shout out to Matt DMC Nelson for getting me on the airwaves of 17 Cairo, home of the eight years since the title game Seahawks, and the CS Rise Mariners, so I can bring it to the show. And speaking of bringing it to the show, John Clayton, I'm sure I speak for a lot of John Clayton Show listeners when I say embrace Bob in Bellevue as Sean Salisbury Light, and just mix it up with him. You're the professor, the database guru. You're John Clayton, damn it. You're going to let a guy from Bellevue rattle you? And as far as predictions go, John Clayton, with 13 ticks left on the clock, the Buffalo Bills went to an Emerald Queen Casino (laughs) doorman defense and said, right this way to the Chiefs receivers twice. Otherwise, I would have been four for four since I picked the Bengals, the 49ers, and wow. the Rams. Next time you run into Lexi Frazier, hold him and call me. And I agree with what you said earlier, John Clayton. Last weekend was the best weekend of football we've ever seen, and that just shows the unpredictability of the NFL playoffs. A wild card weekend, more watered down than the drinks at the airport, ironically led to the best divisional playoff weekend in NFL history. Four games that I'm sure Steve Rabel would say he would he would agree with me that Coach Chuck Knox would have absolutely loved because it was a bunch of football players making football plays. Four games that when you thought you knew what was going to happen, poof, something else happened next. And all the talk about changing the overtime rules 
It's based on four things and four things along long John Clayton, none of which have anything to do with the coin toss. The Bills kicking the ball into the end zone. The Bills playing the sidelines not knowing the Chiefs had three timeouts. The Bills not getting the slightest bit of pressure on Mahomes. And the Bills letting the Chiefs run right down the field in OT for a touchdown. The Bills did not deserve to touch the ball in overtime. Moving to the title games, John Clayton, last week, the bingo show, you talked about this with mm-hmm. Michael Bumpus there, that not only could they take a punch, but they could keep taking them. And I think Joe Burrow can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. So I'm rolling with the Bengals and Bootsy Collins, of course. And the Rams are in position still to play a Super Bowl in their own brand-sparkling new stadium. And despite not beating the 49ers in three seasons, I just don't see them letting that opportunity get away. So put me down for the Rams, Professor. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm staying away from the predictions because, again, I would have been – but, again, you if you predicted that many successes last week, I'll lean toward your – On the show. Yeah, I mean, so it's like uh, I'll lean toward what you do. Hey, Commando, thank you as always, and I thank My everybody – Thank you. Thank you, everybody who called the show today. And, of course, I'll be back next week from 8 to 11. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.